Welcome to the Newsprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode... I don't know what episode it is, but I am talking about Red Fox 5 from Harrier Comics, cover dated September 1986. If you want to feedback me, you can do it at Teal Productions or News P Commando on Twitter. Teal Productions on Facebook. I am IndieMan at gmail.com. Comicbooknoise.com slash TNC, Tango November Charlie. Or just another fanboy.freeforums.net if you'd like forums to do so. Now, this issue was scripted, penciled, and inked by Fox. One name, just Fox. And lettered by Jack McCardle. Front cover, full color, Red Fox, Red Snails is the name of the story. And it's just a picture of Red Fox sitting on a stoop. Uh, fully outfitted in her normal long boots and corsety thing and short shorts with uh, a leather gauntlet on one arm holding uh, she's holding a sword that is bloodied at the end and that kind of plays a part in the story eh, roughly so we open up on the inside front cover our letters noticeably one from TM Maple noted letter hack little info over here uh, from the editor, dropping an allusion to Swift Sure yet again. I'm not sure why. I don't believe in this issue that they're talking about. There's a Red Fox story, so I don't know why they're advertising another UK book. Um, they kind of do it on the inside back cover as well. First story page is a, uh, a negative art with black space and the character... Uh, basically in blacks and whites as opposed to the other way around, which I'm not sure if that made sense, but it, it looks like a photo negative of what black and white art typically is. And we're introduced to this character named Zabethiel, a female, long hair, two horns, one coming off each side of her head, and she's captured a bat in her uh, realm, I guess. And she, when the bat screes at being captured, she zaps it with rays from her eyes and uh, blows up the bat or disintegrates it or something. Then we go to the inside of a pub where Red Fox and Lissa the Axe are waiting for their next job to appear and inform them, talking about the Lady Olga from previous issues. Up walks Tashira with the job. (laughs) Kind of funny here. Red Fox looks up at him and says, I believe you have a job for us. And he says, that is correct. I wish you to retrieve for me a small statue, the figure of a scarlet snail from the temple of the blacker sons of Set. The blackest sons? Lissa asks, not so loud. The blacker sons of Set are a breakaway group from the blackened sons of Set. They're not to be confused with the blackest sons of Set, the dark sons of Set, or the original black sons of Set, or presumably the off-white sons of Set. Exactly. <laughs> that interchange, I think, is funny. So he wants them to sneak into a temple and steal an artifact. So later that day, they go to the temple part of the town. Um, let's see. What is it? The temple quarter? And they investigate and see that the main door for the temple is guarded by a couple guards and that all the other doors on the temple building open from the inside. So the only way in is through this main door. So they start out, well, no, let's not do it the normal way, which is to just go up and and bully and butcher their way in. 
Red Fox suggests they use their brains for once. So they come up with an idea, and it is Red Fox asking the temple guards for help carrying a very large, very heavy barrel in. Now, first of all, my, my question is, that she, as far as the guards know, she just appeared there. So she, she has come from, you know, off or down the street somewhere and stopped pretty much in front of them, asking for help carrying this large, heavy barrel into the temple. Well, my first question would be, well, that's that's fine, youngin, but how did you get that large barrel here to begin with that you don't have help? Because if she can't lift it from here, how did she get it here to begin with? Uh, that's not addressed. Uh, she's being all coy and wayfish and whatever. And the two big, strong, burly men guards are like, oh, yeah, we'll help you, poor little thing. And they carry the barrel in for her and names are exchanged and, you know, what are we going to do? And then Lissa, I guess, I don't know if Lissa followed them in. I thought Lissa was in the barrel because they exclaimed about how heavy it was and jokingly asked, what have you got in here, a body? So I assume that's what she had did is that Lissa was hiding in the barrel. But as the men are talking, Lissa appears behind them and uh, gives them the head uh, slamming together trick. Says, sleepy time for guards. Red Fox says, hello, Lissa. Come on, he can't be far away. Well, it nearly worked, I guess, as far as the, yeah. So they run off. Uh, now they, they don't know where to go, really. So they're running around. Uh, somebody sees them, but then says, no, it must have just been, you know, a trick of my eyes. Liss is running around and runs into a couple priests and does the head smash again. Red Fox, also running around, uh, runs into those same two guards. And they grab her. And with a very scared look on her face, she says the word sword. Now, from this point forward, Red Fox is different. And I suspect it has something to do with Zabethiel, but I don't know how. I don't know why. So, Lissa catches up with Red Fox and finds that she has killed those two guards that Lissa had knocked out. They Lissa poo-poos it because they have a job to do, and, and they wander around a little bit more, find the room that has the artifact in it, the red snail, grab the red snail, but they have been tracked and or followed into this room by two, four, six, nine, ten priests here. So one of them walks up and is trying to talk the two thieves down, basically, also to uh, fill some time until the actual guards can get there. Well, Red Fox is having nothing of it. And she just draws her sword and outright kills this dude that's trying to talk to them. Lissa is across the room. And by the time she can cross the room to where Red Fox is, Red Fox has killed most of these priests, if not all of them that had come into the room. They turn to grab the snail and they see that it's gone. But there is another way out of the room. So they go out that way and they run into Tashira in robes. He apparently, while everyone's attention was diverted stole the artifact that he had hired them, hired in quotes, uh, hired them to steal. So he runs off and they, they catch up to him and ask him what's going on. And basically he tells them that he wants to start a yet another splinter cult of the uh, darkly colored sons of Set, or whichever amount of blackness he's going to use in his title. Although the snail is red, so maybe it's going to be the red sons of Set. I, I don't know. He doesn't say. But after he tells them what he was doing, Red Fox gets mad and kills him with her sword. And at this point, they run off. Uh, they do have the artifact. The guards are chasing them. They get outside to the streets, and they're walking around. And 
Red Fox has killed so many people that the blood of the people that she has killed has splashed on her and formed a mask over her eyes, uh, kind of like a, you know, a 40s superhero would that just has the mask from the bridge of the nose to the forehead, right? Just covering the eyes. Uh, because that's all we need to be thrown off as to who they are, right? If we can just not see the face of the eyes, then we'll not recognize them. It always works. But Lissa starts to talk to her about, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? And she, she, Red Fox starts to walk away and Lissa puts her hand out on her shoulder to turn her around. And Red Fox jumps around, exclaims sword and says, you dare hit me. No, I'm sorry. Um, Red Fox is acting out of character and Lissa backhands her to, to stun her into whatever normalcy is. And then Red Fox yells out sword and says, you dare hit me. I could kill you. And Lissa says, so do it. Perhaps you could. It'd be in character. I don't know what's gotten into you. And she says, Lissa, I'm going to the end. Perhaps you can join me when you've calmed down and cleaned up Lissa. And then the final page is an image of Red Fox, half covered in blood, holding the sword and red snail, looking down at the ground. And behind her is this negative image of Zabethiel laughing. So somehow she has whatever taking control or gotten to where she can control Red Fox or, or whatever is going on. But it is indeed not Red Fox that has been uh, doing most of the – well, doing all of the killing here. But just at this one point when she said the word sword, I, I don't know what sword has to do with it. When she was first captured by the priests in this temple. Uh, next is a five-page illustrated prose of a white fox speaking into a mirror to an image of red fox. Uh, the text is that it didn't interest me. I don't necessarily read comic books to read prose. I have prose that I can read if that's what I want. So I didn't read it. Inside back cover is an ad for a book called Avalon, which is another comic from Harrier Comics. They're calling it the Harrier Showcase Comics because it has Diana is the Power, Mutant Love, Grun on Bombay, Aces, and The Alchemist. So I'm assuming it is an anthology title. They are waiting for Avalon number one, Are You, on sale in October, is the full text of the ad. Outside uh, back cover is the same ad for Titan distributors that we've been seeing on the Red Fox books. So, um, so the humor in five issues has been toned down quite a bit from that first issue, which was good because I, I felt that the Humor, uh, as it was presented in the first issue, was a little too sophomoric for me to, to really get into. Occasional jibes or, you know, a dad joke here or there, whatever, that's fine. But uh, the, that first issue's humor was just over the top. So it's gotten more dramatic, uh, more into Red Fox and Lissa, which is cool. Now the story is at a point where they're introducing, you know, uh, Cooler, a little bit maybe more thought out concepts. And so it appears that this Zabethiel uh, may be an ongoing thing. I don't know now. Red Fox uh, will also continue for quite a while. From Harrier Comics, it goes to about, goes to 10 issues. And then there is a, um, it picks up with issue 11 to 20 through Valkyrie Press. Um, I don't know. 
I haven't read all the way through Red Fox, to be honest. Actually, only the Harrier books are the issues that I've read. I've never read any of these from Valkyrie Press. So I don't know if it's Harrier that has changed names. I don't know if at this time this would be in uh, fall of 87. I don't know if Harrier has gone out of business. Uh, The creator, Fox, took this book to another press. I'm not sure what happened. Let me look at – well, yeah, the same creator – is doing it with Valkyrie Press uh, beneath a with Brian Bolland attached. That's cool. So not not sure what goes on there, but th- that's a little bit down the road. I, I just I'm looking forward to things, just wondering how the story continues to develop. I don't remember what happens in Red Fox. I read it when I was in probably high school, so that's almost forty years ago. I graduated, so wow, that dates me. So there we go. Uh, Red Fox 5, n- nice little story. Uh, the book, I'm enjoying the book. Um, probably I'm enjoying Red Fox as much or more than any of the other books uh, I'm covering this season for New Sprint Commando. I think uh, Star Slayer is pretty high too, though. I think maybe that'll change as some of the other Pacific comic books are introduced. We won't get into too, too many Pacific books until probably next season of the show. Uh, to finish out this season, there's not... Uh, introduction of a whole lot. But speaking of that, next episode looks to be a Pacific Comics show, and I'll be talking about Raj 2000, the black and white uh, oversized John Byrne book, which I have never read. I'm looking at it here. Still sealed in its bag from Lone Star Comics. So that's what I will be looking at next time. Talk to you guys then. Ciao.